All right, uh, normal, normal stuff. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish, or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science likes farmer's markets. I'm Andy Stapleton, and joining me today are Cameron Shmoopy Shearer. Hello. And Christopher T. Bagibson. Namaste, BA. Namaste, Shmoopy. Those glasses fit real bad on your face. Yeah. <laughs> real bad. They feel like they fit bad. <laughs> Everything's a blur. They're supposed to make things better. But, but those are work. your $4.95 Harris Scarf. $4.95, $4.95, 495 cents from Harris Scarf. Love it. And you can buy loads of them for 20 bucks. <laughs> um, Five, I think. All right, Jads. No, four. Four, in fact. Four. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, this morning, it's a Saturday. I went to yeah. the markets, Ooh. right? I don't really like it. No. No, I'm not really a big fan of markets. Do you? You you? went the market as in Adelaide Central Central Market? Market, Yeah. The the big one. The big one. It's always too busy. There's always people in my way. I don't know. Just Coles. Yeah. Coles Coles hasn't got that same feeling, has it? As a farmer's or like a proper market. No, no, no. You're not walking on pavement and shops aren't, you know, crowded everywhere. It's all organized. Yeah. Do you think the food's better? At a farmer's... I mean, the the central market, I think, is basically a supermarket. Yeah. But there are farmer's markets around the place. In a placebo way, I believe that I feel... I feel like the little bit of effort I go to is making the food a bit better. Yeah. 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 Um, So, Shmoopy, do you like uh, farmer's markets or markets? Oh, I don't mind them. You're not much of a shopper, though? In Adelaide... I have been to the farmer's market once yep. mm-hmm. in the last four years. I think I've been back in Adelaide for. Yeah. So, that's obviously a sign that I'm You're not, really. not the largest <laughs> fan of markets. Yeah. And the, the problem is that I've got other things to do on a Sunday. Yeah, like sports. I've got sports to do. Yeah. We we order. I mean, we do the science of shopping. We just order shopping online. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very uh, good. So, we don't, there's no reason really to go except for... Telling people on Monday that I went to the market. Yeah, that's <laughs> That'd be pretty nice. How yeah. are you meant to impress people if they don't know how organic you are? <laughs> exactly. Um, Gibbo, you seem like an organic chap. <laughs> <laughs> I have organic components uh, of my When was existence. the last time you bought a piece of fruit? Um, you. Oh, no, I do buy fruit because uh, occasionally we'll run out of stuff at home and the kids need fruit for school, so I might drop by the the coals or woolies on the okay. way home and get some strawberries yeah. and grapes and whatnot. Um, yeah, no, I I tolerate the existence of markets. Because um, <laughs> oh, they're an outing for you. It, it is, but like if if you gave me a, a list of things or I could make a list of things I could do with my spare time, yeah. going to the markets is is not is a priority. A long way down. <laughs> it's above a lot of things, but yeah. it's below a hell of a lot of things. As All well. right, I'll say something. You say if it's above, if the markets are above it, okay. Uh, sleeping. Oh. <laughs> well below. Right. Going well to below. the dentist. Ooh, I'll go to the markers before the dentist. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, uh, painting a fence. Painting a fence. I'll go to the markets for sure. <laughs> for sure. These hands can't stay this soft. <laughs> markets don't roughen your hands very much at all when yeah, you're walking yeah. around. Yeah. Um, buying shoes. Oh. 
I'd rather buy shoes and go to the market. All right. As, as long as they're my shoes. Yeah. I'm not going shoe shopping with someone else. Buying my shoes. No. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, that's on par with the market. All right. Really, okay. For we me. found the, yeah, 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 we found the definitely, level. Definitely. Right. Yeah, wicked. I uh, think I've got it. And what do you think uh, science would do? Do you think science would like farmers' markets? No, I think science would see it as a very inefficient way to produce food. <laughs> I think, I think um, yeah. science would prefer, you know, not just two dimensions for farming. It would go up as well, three yeah. dimensions. So, you know, it's going to produce a huge amount of food, probably genetically engineered, hydroponics, things like that. Great. So, yeah, yeah that makes complete sense. And if humans want to Purely on the lack it? of volume... So you're you're upset that you can't buy one million apples at a market? <laughs> I guess I'm upset that that's not possible. <laughs> you would like it to be, yeah, if you wanted to, you would like to be able to do it. Okay. I would like to be able to do it, but obviously just wanting to do it and then doing it are two different things. So it would be a huge waste of resources. Mm. But I think science would find a way to maximise that, that space for food production for the current human population. Yeah, but there's a big push now from like straight from the farmers to your dinner table, right? What about... Growing, if, if the farmer's markets were just full of all of the food grown hydroponically that you need, so then you just go in, you literally pick off what you want. There we are, done. That's an extra step removed. No trans, like it's just grown there. Yeah, but now he's doing some picking. Oh, we, yeah. We just, oh, yeah. All right. I don't what think would that's. You, what would you prefer more? <laughs> picking or shopping? <laughs> As in picking my picking the food picking, my So you go get an apple and you're like off, off, off a tree. Off the tree. <laughs> go shopping for sure. <laughs> Again, right. I, I I can rough you can rough in your hands a little bit shopping at Coles. <laughs> as I found this out. Is, this isn't your entire life, it's like anything that roughens your hands gets pushed deep down. I've in discovered the something about myself that is somewhat unique. And I, I have to preserve that. That's so true. Yeah. That's why uh, that's why I'm going yeah. for hand softening. I mean last week we found out his hands are softer than old. All of his hands, yeah. the yeah. four-month, four-week-old baby. Yeah. Who knew that a, a four-week-old baby could work that hard? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do make like I do like it when Oliver holds my hands in his hands. Mm. I'm imagining you've skipped that, and you're that's just, something not that into you've hand done. holding, especially especially <laughs> now I know it can roughen hands. So, uh, it, it, you know, Joyce doesn't like that so much because it is a nice romantic thing to hold your partner's hands. Yeah. But I've got to maintain this hand softness. Have, yeah. I can't risk it. Yeah, I can't yeah. risk it. How are you meant to keep up the international standard for softness? Yeah, yeah, if exactly. You, if it roughens, yeah. Uh, Schmoopy, science? So I think that one thing that science would like about a, a farmer's market or something like the Adelaide Central Markets is that you can find a very vast array of fruits, vegetables and meats. Yeah. So there are shops there which might sell... Dragon fruit. What's that really? Is that the really smelly one that seems to be popular no. in China? It's the durian. The durian, the yes. Durian's that's the one. one that stinks to high heaven. Yeah. yeah. So you can probably mm. could find that at a lot of farmers markets, but you, it doesn't come up at Coles or Woolworths, our two big supermarket no. chains. No. Or there are the different shops with the weird cheeses. Mm. Or there's the uh, the Australian Indigenous food stall at no, the Australian yes, market. Yes, so yes. you can buy some magpie lark, I think. they Yeah. And you can the, buy really? guinea, guinea fowl. I do like eating exotic animals. And you can buy green the magpies ants. exotic. You can ants. buy green ants that are a citrus flavour that you can put into food. Well, now I'm interested. All right. <laughs> now <laughs> I'm in. More animals for me to eat. <laughs> and also ants are great because if you want to eat like a hundred of an animal, that's easy. That's, that's not barely yeah, a challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I do the same thing with, with mammals. I just don't think about the fact that I've probably eaten thousands already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, very good. So, yep. Yeah. There you go. Science likes the options. Ba-ba-ba-ba-boom.
But BA, your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts. I think my uh, science would be a picker. I want to walk in. Actually, as I'm walking down the aisles of this whatever market thing, growing thing I'm in, I want to see the fruit growing in front of me. Mm, that's the last. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. From seedling to producing yeah. massive fruits. That's right. So, he, so science goes in, puts a seed in the ground, goes get some breakfast, come back and picks off an apple. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what science In fact, wants. probably yeah. to science in that, you know, if you're walking through, you're simply contamination. So it, yeah. science would probably remove you. Yeah. Probably extinguish you, in fact. Let's do that. <laughs> Use your body for nutrients. Yeah. yeah for the, oh. or, now, that's a good example of AI gone mad. You know, we think, oh, we'll, we'll create something that'll make superfood. Yeah. And then it goes, oh, you're good fertilizer too. <laughs> Boom. Guess what? Feedback. Guess what? What? Feedback. Not feedback. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh. My toilet blocked up. Oh. I know. And I was like, I was sat on the toilet, right? Because I couldn't go. What what section of the podcast is this? Well, so. (laughs) It's a new segment. Andy, (laughs) you'll come up with a new segment? My toilet blocked up. Okay. Uh And uh, I really, really, so I, I couldn't go for a poo. Oh, no. For an entire day. Oh, like you could go to the, the library. Yeah. Yeah, I could have. Public lavatories. But not- actually, you know what? Like no. after I got over the initial like need to go, it kind of mm-hmm. subsided. And it wasn't until just before this podcast oh, yeah. that I went. Mm. And I was sat on the toilet mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh no. It's wide. <laughs> it's wide and dry. <laughs> oh. And then I was like, what's that in the pan? It was news for the week. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. It was a long trail on that, wasn't it? To get got to us. where we got. Uh, love but it. That was inventive, at least. Thank you. Was yeah. the toilet block story real? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, I had to get a man in uh, and they- Did you try? I did. I bought a plunger. And then I was even thinking about buying a hand auger. The problem is, <laughs> it's called a hand auger. It's like <laughs> a little that. snake that you push down into the toilet and spin. Oh, to but break up anything to break up in whatever. there. But the yeah. problem is, is I knew it was roots. We've got a root problem. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yep. yep. We've got the same thing. Yep. It wasn't yep. your wide and dry it poos. It wasn't my wide no, and dry poos, no. no. Yeah. But the toilet was backed up and uh, it was piss water. So yesterday morning, I spent the entire, like two hours doing in the toilet, putting piss water all up my arm, on my face. Look, it wasn't a great start to the morning, but uh, the, a guy came in, high pressure hosed it, removed a toilet, and now we're plumbed. Plum perfect. Oh, very good. Very good. Anyway, so real story. Okay. Uh, I'll go. Just a couple of things. So verbalize.science, uh, you may remember, didn't I didn't feel like institutions were the right thing to do. The lead time was long, a lot of red tape. There'll be a customer eventually. Not now. Yeah. They're not my beachhead. And they kept market. going, um, 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 um. Yeah. They, some of them have paid you, so, but aren't yeah. telling you what to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, um, look, I, great if I've got customers. I'm, I'm certainly thankful for it, but they're not it. So, I on Wednesday morning, do you know I'm doing all these LinkedIn videos, right? Mm-hmm. Someone from the LinkedIn video, I said in one of the videos, I want to now test the conference market. And they said, hey, actually, on Wednesday morning, I'm going to a professional conference organizers event, exhibition, where loads of professional conference organizers will be. Do you want to come? And I was like, yes. Wow. So Wednesday morning, there was a breakfast uh, event for Mm -hmm. professional conference organizers and event organizers. 
Um, so trying to pair them up. And I spoke to loads. Hand- I rushed through and made myself like some marketing collateral and like handed that out. And I was in sales mode mm, and I was mm. trying to do all this stuff. So I've actually uh, got now the promise and it's only a promise we haven't signed anything of a 200 person conference that's coming up in a couple of months Whoa. um that's doing scientists he had he didn't tell me exactly what because they haven't exactly identified which conference it will be best for okay but um so that's great news wow. yeah, man. Well we're done. moving forward so you're well kind done. of going back to pocket conference do you know what <laughs> I, someone said exactly the same thing right yeah. like and looking back at how scientists have used verbalize.science organically you used it for a conference mm. someone in germany used it for, for a conference other people have been using it for for like posters or uh, rather than how i imagined yeah and when i speak to conference uh, to scientists they say actually if you were to be able to capture what happened at a conference they said i would even pay for that like you know ten dollars a month to get access to all this stuff all these conferences all these audio abstracts so you at least know what's going on so you're right I'm back to pocket conference. <laughs> there you go. But I still like verbalize.science. So I used your the verbalize thing at, on yeah. my poster and I don't I think it went okay. Yeah. But I also do like the video abstract yeah. that you made from the from the audio. The, from the audio. Yeah. And another thing what I want to do is make those better dynamic text. Like I look back and I'm like, okay, that's a great bench benchmark for us. It's like that's our like where that's where we enter. How do we make it better? Mm. for the same money that's where we're going um so look great news good stuff man good stuff. well done well done um and uh i've got my first three consulting clients as well oh i don't even Ooh. know how that happened andrew.stapleton uh consulting no andrewstapleton.com.au uh I- you're just putting dots in the middle of everything now I'm going to that website right now because you it. promised us a site under construction or finished website by today oh he's Guess done what? it i've got you've got an actual website i've got not only a, a website, I've got a search engine optimized website. Oh, what so does that I mean? did all the keyword Google keyword analysis to find out a long tail keyword that I could rank for and not compete too heavily with, um, and I've Ooh. optimized the different pages for that. Whoa, mate, I'm onto it. You it's are onto it, man. You just said a lot of words then that you just don't understand. That I'm not, in sh- but they would sound like they're in a good order. Yeah, well yeah. done, well done. This is a very schmick looking website. Did you make it using bubble.is? I didn't, no, no, I just oh. WordPress. <laughs> so, I just bought so, a theme. Good old WordPress. That's also a different form of codeless, codeless uh, programming. Of, yeah. Codeless programming. And I see you've got your mobile number yes, on mate. the top. Is this the mobile number that I have? Yes. Oh, okay. And <laughs> you've got Andrew Stapleton in the top left here. You've written that in a different type of font. Is that your handwriting? And I have turned my handwriting your hand- into a logo. Ooh. Oh, could you turn it into a font that everyone could use? Yep. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yep. I'd like to write a grant in Andrew. <laughs> in Stapleton. In a- what's, yeah, what's, what are you going to call your font? Uh, Stapeso. 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 <laughs> All right, final quick comment on a quick look at Andy's website for the first time. Yep. Your web, your email address mm. now is andy at andrewstableton.com.au. Yeah. Now, we talked about who's Andrew, who's Andy, and who's AJ. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going on here? Who's Andy at Andrew Stapleton? Well, do you know what? I had it as Andrew at Andrew Stapleton. And <laughs> okay, that's stupid. Stable- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, question answered. <laughs>
Shmoopy, what the hell have you been up to, mate? What's my news? Hey, so I still got a baby. Uh, <laughs> yes, congratulations. <laughs> so that's mostly what I've been doing. Uh, I'm baby taking stuff. concurrent parent leave, uh, which is the maternity leave that a non-primary caregiver can take. Yeah, very good, very good. So, I mean, mostly in our society, that's what the man takes. Yes. Uh, but not all the time. But in, yeah. in our case, I am the, the not the primary caregiver, so I can take 10 days of concurrent parental leave. Great. And I am taking that spread out. So I took three weeks of um, annual leave when Oliver was born, and now I'm taking this uh, every Wednesday. And then we have Easter coming up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take two days before Easter and one day after Easter. Oh, so very I get good. Uh, the sneaky whole week off. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, Anzac Day falls in there as well, doesn't it? Oh, I didn't even think about you that. You need to check that one out. I think Anzac Day's on the 25th. I think it's going to be around Easter. There's going to be a lot of people taking like a couple of days and getting a full week and a half off, mm. I think. Uh, that won't be me, but there will be people, <laughs> <laughs> there will be people doing that. Yeah, There it is. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think I've done that. Very. You inadvertently no, did it. I haven't. I'm going to go back. I'm going to maybe I'll take an extra day off. Yeah. At the moment, I'm going to have a week off, yep. go back for a day, and then take another day off, and then have a Friday. No, 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 no. Sort that around. one out, man. Yeah, sort yeah, that man. one out. Yeah. Another little email scam came across my. Uh, nice. We love Ooh, it. I like oh, these I ones. I think it must be because ones. I'm at a, a very highly ranked institution. That, <laughs> so I got an email from who appeared, someone who appeared to be the deputy vice. Chancellor Research or the local version of the... So, he's the head of research in my faculty. Mm. And this is a person who is probably the second most common person that I email who's in the, you know, this chain of of uh, higher up research people. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, he wrote an email to me with um, the subject of urgent request. Ooh. And then all in the body, it says available, question mark, and then professor of chemistry and deputy dean research. Mm. So I, so this is very similar to what happened to my line manager a few weeks ago where he then replied and eventually got asked to buy some iTunes gift vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> That's such because, a weak scam. Because he kept missing the meeting. <laughs> So I think this person. I think eventually I would have been asked to do the iTunes gift voucher. Can you? What do you stand to lose by responding? Could we find out what the next step is? I don't. I don't know if this is one of those. You know how sometimes you get. Um, this could put a virus though, couldn't it? If you go too far, sometimes only if this he downloads a, a file that yeah. they send him. Yeah. I think that surely I think their end game is just iTunes gift vouchers. <laughs> they is, love Apple products. That is such a weak scam. <laughs> so there is the 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 occasional phone scam where they just want you to say yes, mm. and then they can say that you've agreed to something later on. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering if if there is a, a email version. Probably not. We might have Air Guide, our guide, our guide. Uh, okay. coming back on us with our email scams. Yeah. Saying that if I wrote yes, they could then somehow alter the email chain to say that I've said yes yeah, to something. Yeah, no, that's definitely possible. So the the email address here that they've used is firstname.lastname.adelaide.edu.au at gmail.com. 
They're so trying it, at yeah. least. So yeah. it kind of so the email address they've used kind of looks like this person. Yeah. yeah. But it just comes up as their name in the yep. email mm-hmm. title because mm-hmm. I think with a Gmail account you can say what your name is. That's right. And that's yeah. all that comes up. So I had to look and it's not super easy to see what no. email address someone's actually sending something through. That's wicked. Yeah. Interesting. Well, good on them. They're, they're doing their homework if nothing else. <laughs> uh, so I had a, a, sorry, actual work news. Oh, Very good. Um, had a meeting yesterday with some engineers mm-hmm. who uh, also work in the Center of Energy Technology at the University of Adelaide. Yeah. And I had a little lesson of lab scale versus... Industrial scale. Well, even engineering scale. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I am upscaling my reactor uh, at the moment so that I can work with flow rates of 1 to 50 milliliters per minute. Mm -hmm. Whoa. I know. That's a lot. So that's a big upscale from me where I currently do not do any flow and I work with 3 milliliters of reaction. Oh, shit. Okay. So And then going to a flow of... Yeah, one to fifty milliliters per minute. Yeah, and I asked them about their reactor, and they say that the minimum they can do is fifty liters per minute. <laughs> Whoa! So you're an order Whoa. of magnitude out. Uh, okay. Whoa! I mean, that's expensive that's a lot. chemistry, isn't it? Once you start pumping through. Yeah, I think that they they have only run their reactions in the for very short periods <laughs> of time, ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so he said that they get their nitrogen for this 50 liters per minute just from a bottle of nitrogen. Right. And so if they ran that consistently, that would be empty in three hours. Yeah. Whereas I've probably changed one bottle the entire time I've been at the university. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So um, an engineering scale isn't even industrial scale. No. So um, they do chemical reactions in a pretty big way in industry it seems yeah well do you know one thing that always struck me when i went into industry was that the the reaction vessels before this flow thing became a a thing like i think that's only happened in the last sort of 10 years because before that it was just bigger containers big batch big batch thing yeah and i went to csiro and they were like this is our industrial lab and it was a massive round bottom flask Mm. over well, it was essentially like a massive campfire. <laughs> like that was So it, it was just an open wow. burner? It was, yeah. It was just so, it was just like a flame, like a torch underneath this. In, like it was huge. Like you couldn't even hug the size of this rain bottom flask. Wow. And I thought. Uh, you would have tried too. You, oh, that's right. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> let me anywhere near it. Like, Is this a good idea? idea? <laughs> You're so big. <laughs> Take a photo. Yeah. If I lick this side, can you take a photo from the other side? Yeah. So anyway, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's where you want to go. You want, you're starting to know yeah. for industrial applications so, through this engineering route. Through through the engineering route and yeah. within six months, I want to put my catalyst in this 50 liters per minute. Oh, right. uh, that's reactor. a good goal to aim for. Yeah. Very good. Very Brilliant. good. How much good. catalyst do you need in terms of volume? One kilogram. And where, what batch size are you using at the moment? Two milligrams. <laughs> so hang on, with two orders of mag, yeah, magnitude out. Yep. Start, start, start making that catalyst now, Schmoops. <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll you get there. It, mate. You'll get there. You'll get Thanks. there. I believe in Thanks, you. Chris. <laughs> Perfect. News. Well, done. Oh. Gibbo. Oh. 
Oh, what? here we go. Glasses on. Why don't you, why don't you just type even bigger? Oh, my God. It's massive. Uh, yeah, look, look, not massive amounts of news either for myself. Um, just been putting the old nose to the grindstone. Oh. Any nose jokes? Uh, no? Well, that grindstone must be grinded oh, away. In fact, that's pretty good, actually. That's not bad. Yeah, you might want to get a better grindstone. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Ouch. All right. Uh, BA continuing to help me with branding. Yes. So we've been uh, sending you Ooh. some information. I got a LinkedIn request from Dr. For Christopher T. Gibson oh, this week. I sent that for oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't remember. Doing so you're no. on LinkedIn. No photo yet, though. No, At least no, 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 no. I only sent, sent that through yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a bit of stubble in that one. Is that okay? Do you I'll think? Let, I'll airbrush it out. Yeah. Wait, we're not, <laughs> oh, jeez, no. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going with the photo competition from last year? Uh, not for LinkedIn because it was. It was a uh, over a over a chessboard. Yes. Does it does it sort of provide an insight into the life of a scientist? Well, it's all about strategy. Maybe. I'm just going by what he says. So <laughs> you'll have to well, chat to him about Andrew Sableton Consulting. That's right. Yeah, right. and thank you for that, Andrew. It's been great. It's been great. Um, now, according to Web of Science, all databases. My H index has now gone up to 23. Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. We were just talking last week about how all these metrics are destroying science. Yep. And now we're celebrating and yours. And now I'm celebrating a, a bump up. Anyway, um, again, I look want to say Web of Science is really a long way behind Scopus in terms of citation counts. It, right. it's, it's getting worse for me. I'm over 100 sites different now. Right. Well, they just don't index anywhere near as many journals. And there's more and more journals being created. Yeah. And it's just slower, I think. Yeah, it's I was going to say maybe slower. the speed aspect. Yeah, the as speed, well, speed's yeah. not as good. Anyway, anyway, ERA rankings are out. Yeah. So that's been a big topic of conversation. Cool. Which is the excellence of research in Australia. Very good. Very yeah. good. And um, it's marked out of five for our international listeners, right? So it's five one mean, star means yeah. you're shit. Five yeah. stars means you're well above world standard. Yes. And there's stuff yes. in between. Four means you, uh, five is you're well, like you're well, well, well above. <laughs> well, 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 well. Four well is you're well above. Three is you're at world standard. Yeah. Two's below and one's. Yeah, you shit. shouldn't have really put it in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, uh, the universities are, are really, really into this because um, it's a way to demonstrate the excellence, obviously, in research and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the usual thing happens. The universities will send out a blurb saying how great they've done and how they've done better than previous ERAs. Yeah. And, and, and Flinders did. We got a five in nanotechnology, which is the main one I'm interested in. We got a, a five in condensed matter physics, which is another one that I'm really interested in. Mm. So, so they were up. But they're um, both ones that have always gotten fives, haven't they? Or no, they no. Condensed time? matter, I think, actually went up. Um, cool. Uh, nanotechnology does most institutions will put in for nanotechnology and most institutions will get a five mm -hmm. um, and so what was interesting was I talked to a few people and we discussed this ourselves that um, there is no funding directly tied to the ERA rankings I don't no, think no it's just a big old dick swing competition potentially yeah yeah but there is one one indirect way and, and people say that what happens is it can affect funding within the university so the university might say, right. like, they get the money from, what was it, the block grants? Mm -hmm. And they can then look at ERA rankings and go, all right, well, where do we want to put our money into research going forward, and given, it's kind given of the rankings and like, things like Like, really, that. you shouldn't be putting money into good things. You should be putting it into things you want to improve, but that's probably not how they think about it, right? That's, I mean, there's, there's cases where, you know, you could argue, well, this one isn't doing very well. This one's doing great. We don't need to put money into that one as much anymore. Right. Let's put it into the areas where we're weaker. Yeah. The people who are in the strong areas are going to say, we're strong because we've got money. 
Sure. So yeah, I, I, I take that point. Um, so that that's been interesting, and and you know a lot of people talk about the air rankings a lot, but there is talk that they're not going to go forward with the next one. Mm-hmm. This is more tea room chatter and things like that, because apparently it cost the government twenty million dollars to do the ERA. Right. Uh, and what the universities put a huge amount of money oh, and, and effort and time of, into it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and to not have a... Because at least with grant funding, the argument could be that, well, at least we're bringing in money at the end. But this is just for a star rating. Yes. So its future going forward is a little uncertain, I yeah. think. It's particularly if they're going to take money away from, say, the ARC funding to fund the ERA, that's going to cause a lot of problems. Yeah. Look, and just another... Do we need another metric... You know what I mean? Like that's they can the thing. be gamed, like, I think. It can be can, gamed oh, like it anything. Can absolutely be gamed. Yeah, yeah. like siphoning off um, different research outcomes into things that it doesn't really fit into. But you. Oh, I still don't understand exactly how it's to how pull it's done. Stuff together, like yeah. essentially nano. Anything that has looked, you've looked at through an SEM, could be considered nano because you're looking at a certain scale. So it's like. Just pull all that together, regardless of what actually it could. It's be. very multidisciplinary. So yeah, you can exactly. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, only one more bit. Let's get an update on the Schmoopy Shearer Rubbish Science Competition. Bebop's most relevant scientist of the year competition. We haven't done this for a few podcasts, I think. So let's let's go. Let's start. Ba. Yes, mate. One point two five. Is that good? Or I can't even. I don't even remember. Gone my last down. one is. No, he couldn't have gone down. Couldn't have gone down. No, no, you don't have a paper. Up. It's definitely gone up. Oi. One point two five. Okay. Uh, I can't tell you what it was last year. I'll have to look those stats yeah. up, but I have a feeling yours is you, you're better than you were last year. Thank you. Uh, Schmoopy, 1.77. Oh, why are you saying me second? Because you're not, <laughs> you're not ahead of me, are you? This week, Falcon is coming in with Falcon. a massive, most relevant science score of 1.6. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. a trick, yeah. You're that's closer than what you normally are. Yeah, I'm usually a bit further behind. I'm but, losing um, my relevance, it seems. Oh, oh. We'll see. It's still early days yet. The year is uh, the year is not done. So yeah. anyway, that's me. That's my news done. Boom. Oh, guys. Yeah. We got feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. Uh, I'll keep it short. Look, for people that want to f- see the full. Um, response, go to andymatter.net and the Peapop forum mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because our first one is from our number one listener, Paul G. Our guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul G has remained silent since our last podcast. I don't Ooh, think he listens anymore. Uh, Paul G. Come on, Paul G. I need to write to him. Yeah, Paul G. Yeah, um, yeah. Our guide. Uh, he says, Hi, folks. In my never-ending quest to become or stay number one <laughs> contributor. <laughs> um, so this is on to... Uh, so I'll, I'm going to have to cut a number of these things out. I'm going to say most of it. Yeah, that's right. But just chip in on the like interesting bits. Uh, so our guide says... Uh, does some sort of distributed system for updating citations and papers after publication completely break the journal mo- uh, model? Yes. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. So this is going back to that distributed ledger type blockchain updating papers thing. Yeah. Science is a 21st century occupation with a 17th century communication model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys are several hundred years overdue for an upgrade. Mm. We are. True. True. Yeah. Can't, yeah. Can't argue there. Um, and then also three things about um, our last conversation, our last podcast about Dr. Finkel. Oh, Finkmaster. And he calls him here now onto Mr. Finkel. So he's downgraded him. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's an ominous beginning to, uh, to his comments. Guys. Professor Finkel. <laughs> yeah. 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 Prof. Fink. Prof. 
Yeah. Prof F. Prof. <laughs> um, so, first of all, first one, current structures are prioritizing quantity over quality. Absolutely. Measurement drives behavior. As a chief scientist, he has more influence over the system than us. Um, so, measurement drives behavior and bad measurement will result in per perverse outcomes. But how do we change the system? He was saying uh, the chief scientist uh, has got a responsibility to do it. Mm. Like he's in yeah. a position of power. So completely yep. agree. Um, now, number two, this was a big topic of our conversation where I was like, boring training lead, uh, leadership training <laughs> or training <laughs> in leadership, right? Yeah. How not to make it boring. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I was like, if you just sit, I know what universities will do. Okay. Everyone come into a lecture theatre. Yeah. Here's an hour and a half of leadership training, so we can tick a It'll box. It'll be seen as a chore. That's right. Like a lot anyway, of stuff. But is. that's lots of people do learn like that. That's true. Yes. Yeah. It's just not the way for you. Fuck off. No, it's not the way for anyone. No, if you want. Anyway, so our guide <laughs> says how not to make it boring. Hire him, because that's what he does. Oh, oh he very good. Uh, plenty of ways to do this. So he is a, um, a consultant and a leadership consultant, and goes into businesses, helps transformation and leadership leadership change. I mm -hmm. think. Um, so one, a one day boring training course doesn't cut it. It's got to so be more than that. You and he seem to get along really well. You both think you're both consultants. I think I'm going to start a podcast with him. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, hold on. Right. Oh, wait a second there, it's my friend. It's going to friend. be called Publish, Perish, or po uh, Publish, Perish, Podcast, or Produce. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. So apparently it takes quite a lot of introspection and self-development to grow as someone as a leader. And I think, yeah, I, I don't know. You can't expect people to change from an hour or, and then follow-up sessions. It really, I assume, takes yeah. much more. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, thanks, our guide. Um, and also, interestingly, not everyone should be a leader because not everyone wants it. But everyone can contribute to the development of young scientists. Maybe it's not a one-on-one -on -one relationship between supervisor and student anymore. Uh, maybe there is a lead supervisor who leads several students and other people um, who work more as technical advisors or something like that. So that's that's kind of the postdoc system where there is a supervisor who is the on paper leader, mm. but then there are the other senior people in the lab who are also in leadership positions, but they might not necessarily be telling someone what to do, but they might be more leading by example, yeah, or offering bits of advice here and there yeah. in a non formal leadership role, yeah. So and that, that I think that works quite well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can definitely work well. By the way, Gibbo. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Bring it on. You you said quite vehemently that the only way anything would change is if funding was driving the... I think that's the primary thing that has to change, yeah. So, funding is the worst incentive for developing leaders. Oh, my goodness. It removes intrinsic motivation. Real leadership needs to come from intrinsic, not extrinsic motivation. You need to believe in what you're doing, not just collect some reward for exhibiting some behavior. I, I bow to the expert if that's the case, then yep. then my jelly-like spine shall jelly into <laughs> Air Guide's opinion. So I think Air Guide something, said something interesting before as well, yes. that not everybody should be a leader or not everybody can be a leader. Yeah. So how does you how do you know? So... Uh, like a supervisor in a chemistry department, 
they're chosen as a leader because they've shown excellence in research up to a point. Yeah. They don't often need to show excellence or capability in leadership to yeah. become a supervisor. Yeah. So I just wonder how how do you know? So is it a personality test mm. well, type uh, thing? Or says, not everyone wants it. Maybe it's just someone like you kind of sit them down and say, a leader does this, this, and this. For example, a leader isn't someone who bosses someone around. It's someone who actually is subservient to the people under them to make sure they're able to do their best job, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's like understanding that and maybe saying to them, "Do you, is that something you actually want? Yeah. Maybe so ha- that will be, people will be like, oh, no. So say you're at the postdoc level and you've been postdocing for a while and you're like, well, actually, I don't want to be a leader like that. Yeah. What's your career avenue? Well, that's the thing is I think, I mean, yeah. Everyone's sort of funneled into the same hierarchy. You follow, you're on the postdoc treadmill forever. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible. But then like in the past, you look, there has been like labs did employ research technicians. I don't know. It's probably not the right term, but researchers who just stayed in that role. I think that was that was more possible in the past. It seemed you would get more scientists like that who who probably themselves like, I don't want to go down that supervisory route to my career. I want to stay a a scientist in the lab. Yeah, like my my partner, Kate, she's getting pushed to go to leadership, but she was like, I actually really enjoy teaching at the moment. It satisfies everything I like about a job. And so sure, leadership may happen in a few years, but it's not for me right now. Maybe it's a similar thing with science. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe in other cities or other countries, someone who doesn't really want to go into leadership would work in industry yeah. or something else. Whereas here in Adelaide, really the way to earn more money or to have sure. more prestigious or to continue to progress in your job is to show leadership. Is to show leadership and become yeah. a higher level, a continue on. And the university has this pay structure where you kind of go up a level and then you go up a step and then you go up the levels inside that step mm. and so on and so forth. Mm, mm. Whereas you're never really expected to stay. Like maybe it's the same in all jobs. You're never expected to stay at the level you're at. You kind of get promoted to the point where you can't get promoted anymore. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, if someone, mm. what's, there's a certain rule and it's you get promoted to the highest level of, level of incompetence. Thank you, Argide, and you're, you are correct. <laughs> uh, He's dropping knowledge all over the place, Argide, today. He's he, right about he everything. He's shitting knowledge on us, isn't yeah, he? He's so yeah. wise. Thanks, Argide. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is... What is that? What's that? Is that a drum roll? Yeah. Oh. That's a drum roll. Oh <laughs> Making a sandwich. Yay. Yay. Making a sandwich. Making a sandwich. Everyday um, activity. And every yeah, tell you what, I pretty it's pretty close. I made I've uh just cheese on toast, is that a sandwich? No, it's an open sandwich. It's cheese and his bread, sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Done. No, I don't think a sandwich does require the the the, the completion of the sandwich with a thing on top. Otherwise, it's an open sandwich. Yeah. You put the word open in front Not of it. Not a sandwich. Still got the word sandwich in there. So it's a sandwich. Yeah. yeah. But isn't sandwich like between? Because if you sandwich something. Mm. But that's just using the word for sandwich to describe something else. Yeah. So I've, got an, I've had a number of friends called Andrew. Mm-hmm. And when we hugged people, they were like, it's an Andrew sandwich. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. together. But if I was to lay on top of someone... <laughs> they wouldn't say, or if someone was to lay on top of They'd me, say, Get yes, off. they wouldn't say, it's an Andrew sandwich. So maybe that's what we've got to base it on. Yeah, because you'd have to have an Andrew underneath the person that you're lying on top of. No, it would be me 
the person and another, another Andrew. Another Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did either of you look up? Is it real that the term sandwich came from some English guy, the Earl of Sandwich? Yes, I've heard that. Look, I didn't look it up, but yes, it's. it's it was on Blackadder season three. Was it? So I think it's real. It's real. Okay. Oh, so, it's, so the sandwich, the bread lunch item came first before the idea of an, of an Andrew Andy sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So I'll go first because I feel like Schmoopy would be something similar. Uh, right. I I was like, how, what would Schmoopy do? I'll do that. I, you've got a picture of a chemical molecule coming up, so yeah. I think it might be similar to what I've, All what right, I've got. Good. So I was thinking uh, a sandwich I've gone with Two flat things or things in a like a 2D structure okay. that sandwich a bulk. I'm saying the stuff in the middle doesn't have to be 2D, doesn't have to be planar because you look at lettuce and I mean beef patties are and ham is, but really you yep. can just have a mass of things in the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you want more of the stuff in the middle and less of the stuff on the outside? Exactly, yeah. Because I'm, you know. Unless it's thick, thick sandwich. But the stuff on the outside does give the sandwich integrity. It and that's does. a big problem I have. I put too much in, in the, the middle, middle yeah. and then the bread gets wet and moist and essentially disintegrates. As my mum would say. Oh, so you're saying integrity is like structural integrity. Structural is integrity. Not, sandwich. not moral integrity. <laughs> <laughs> a sandwich should have no moral integrity at all. It should be full of was, dead animals. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> sadness. <laughs> a little bit of sadness, yeah. I was thinking... With my science skills, and I'm going back to my foundations as a scientist. Oh, wow. Chemistry. Chemistry. What would be a chemistry sandwich? Okay. All right. Now, we're going to go to, let's start on the outside of the sandwich. Yep. What's 2D and planar and chemistry-based? Graphene. Graphene. A graphene sandwich. A graphene sandwich, right? So in It's the, pretty strong too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got so. structural integrity. You can yeah. even- put current through it if that's your bag um <laughs> electrocution sandwich yeah, that's right yeah made of carbon made of carbon similar yeah. so it's kind of like a dehydrated bread really like dehydrated toast? Like toast? Right. yeah yeah all right so i was like great that's easy right that was a no-brainer for me i just immediately thought graphene because that's the sort of person i am right you say 2d planar molecule i'm like whatever graphene okay. easy wow the middle's a little bit harder yeah. Because what I want from the middle is sustenance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I need something that is that fills me up. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going for this chemistry sandwich, I was like, what is the bulkiest molecule that can sit in between my graphene for my my chemistry sandwich? Okay, so you're looking for a large molecule or are you just looking for Bulky. something? Bulky. I want to feel full. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily... Well, no, I guess it is large inherently, but it also needs to be like quite angular and fill space, have large van der Waals kind okay. of like, you know. So we're going to a, a triglyceride? Well, ah, well, it could be a triglyceride because they fill up and they've got loads a, of floppy uh, yeah. bits, so like that's a fat a, molecule. Yeah, your, your, your fats. Um, well, I was thinking I needed something that was like my meat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I looked up and I found the bulkiest acine ever. Okay, so type of protein? Not a, not a protein. It's 16 benzene rings fused together in a massive... It's the bulkiest acine ever made. <laughs> okay. Sounds impressive. Thank you. Is it toxic? It is quite toxic, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But it's so what there is is four benzene rings fused yeah. like a, in a flat um, kind of uh, orientation. So a, a benzene ring is a hexagon of carbon. Yeah. So you've got four of them flat. Flat. And then standing up around the outside on every carbon are more benzene rings. So it's like a like imagine a, fortress. a flat. Yeah, imagine like a flat, um, like a coaster in the shape of a honeycomb. Yep. And standing up from the coaster yep. are more coasters. So like, it creates yeah, yeah. like a little picket fence. Like a honeycomb. Like a honeycomb. Oh, it's like a honeycomb. <laughs> mm. So mm. exactly like that. So this is my big bulky middle bit. Okay. And it's called uh, dodecaphenyl tetracine is the name of the molecule. And that's the, 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 the whole middle bit is this stuff. Not yet because Whoa. it's deep red. And I was like, perfect. Right, because you want the Wait, you want a red sandwich. Well, I like want the beetroot. middle bit, yeah, like to be red, like meat. Okay, because I've never looked at a sandwich that hasn't got a red bit, like a meaty bit in the middle, and gone, mmm. Like <laughs> I look at salad sandwiches, okay. and I'm like, Bleh. I like an egg sandwich, curried egg sandwich. Ah, curries, bit of red in there. Mm. If you just had egg sandwiches, okay, yeah. So all right, all right, you're, you're on the border. All right, how about this? So I needed this like. This, um, yeah, this meaty, like, red thing in the middle. Because I was like, yes. Then that I look at it and I'm like, mmm, delicious. But I need to feel good about myself. I need some something healthy. Oh. All right. I need a healthy molecule. And non-toxic. And non-toxic <laughs> to balance out the toxicity of the molecule. I'm perhaps seeing some flaws in your sandwich. antidote to, <laughs> <laughs> to the acine. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure how healthy graphene is for you either. Well, well, hey, can't be that bad. Can't be that bad. Yeah, it's inert. Mm. Is it? No. <laughs> um, so, I was like, what is, when I look at a burger or a, uh, a sandwich, when it's got like, it's got the meat bit and I'm like, mm, mm. Yeah. I need to have a layer that makes me look at it and go, at least I've tried to be healthy. Well, that's lettuce. Lettuce. Okay. Even it's healthier than lettuce. Tomato. Tom- not tomato. Broccoli. Not. Oh, what kind of sandwiches are you eating? <laughs> Beta carotene. Oh, goodness. Carrots. Carrots. Ah, very good. Right? So I've got this little layer of beta carotene. Do you put carrots in a sandwich? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm dating a, or dating. What am I doing? I'm You're partnered in love. up. You're in love I'm with. in love <laughs> with a vegetarian. Okay. We go through carrots. <laughs> You've like got carrot on everything. Fashion, out of, yeah, because they're kind of like tasty, but not so tasty they'll dominate food and they're not as shit as lettuce yeah so is the yeah, carrot they, i reckon they've got they're not as shit as lettuce i'll, I'll agree with that yeah yeah no i don't lettuce is much better than carrot. <laughs> much 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 better um so yeah so uh i'm gonna put my beta carotene which is this weird long ass molecule and i'm just gonna delicately you know like how they like Spruik like like a oh, and they are you going to add a sousson? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm like <laughs> Andy's <laughs> sort of like like to describe this. Andy's hand, he's sort of doing a mincing a pin- movement. Yeah, a it's pinch. a pinch. I'm getting a pinch, a pinch of beta carotene. I've beta got my carotene. I've yeah. got my like graphene, and I've got my um, massive bulky acine, and then I'm just grabbing a pinch of beta carotene. I'm like Andy is thea- theatrically uh, adding a dash like, or pinch. Fa, 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 fa. Like that's the, that's yeah, the noise yeah, that it would make. Yeah. Like Okay. Then I'm sandwiching it and I'm like, guys, Between some graphene. I have just scienced the sandwich. Mm. Thank you very much. Mm. Okay. 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 How thick okay. is this sandwich? Is it, how much 
Is it a? Am I picking up the sandwich, or is this a chemistry sandwich? This is just totally? a chemistry sandwich. Okay, so yeah. it's like a fancy paper of his chemistry sandwich. That's right. Yeah, it's like it's one of those papers you look at and you go, "Why?" But then you look <laughs> at it and you're like, "Oh, they tried." Oh, so and no one's eating this. Well, I mean, so you it's can. like a cute. Okay. It's, it's a just cute, a cute little experiment. Little little nano sandwich. Little nano chemistry sandwich for you. Get that in your ERA rating. <laughs> Gibbo. What have you been doing, mate, with your little science this? So I interpreted it slightly differently. I'm looking at a specific type of sandwich and right. I'm going to optimize that using with science. science. Yes. All right, nice. So the, the sandwich I make the most of is a Nutella sandwich. Nutella everyone, sandwich? Everyone familiar with Nutella? Yeah. No, this is for the kids. Okay. Kids so I'm making a lot of... Yeah. So Nutella is like a peanut butter or a, a peanut chocolate spread. Hazelnut. It's hazelnut. Hazelnut. Yeah, yeah, very good. And my kids love it. Mm. But we have some disagreements about how the sandwich should be made. Okay. So I get a lot of input like, you're not making it right. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. What I tried was using science to determine the best possible Nutella sandwich. So right. I actually did some experiments. Great. Oh, I remember. Yeah, you, you told us we're going to have some audio soon, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. I couldn't possibly go through every variable, so I just changed a few variables. Okay. So the one thing that I get comments on is the amount of Nutella and the, the amount it's spread out on the bread. I started with uh, two bits of bread, of course, and... Uh, basically a lump of Nutella in the middle. Hello everybody, this is Science This and it's making the perfect sandwich and my children love Nutella sandwiches. So we're going to try and make the perfect one. So Shauna, I have a Nutella sandwich here. I have not spread out the Nutella. It's all kind of uh, in the middle of the sandwich and it's not cut up into pieces. So I'd like you to take a couple of bites and tell me what you think. It's good. But how good? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. So that's Nutella in the middle, not cut up. Now we have the same kind of sandwich for Keelan. That is Nutella in the middle and not spread out and uh, not cut up. So Keelan, take a couple of bites and tell me what you think of this sandwich. Uh, 11 out of 11. 11 out of 11. Wow. I did not expect you to like it that much. All right. Now we're going to try a different kind of sandwich. Yeah. So at okay. this point, That's, I'm like... They're both 100%. Both 100%, which I was a little You've disappointed finished. because given my experience with them, yeah. I was yeah. expecting some pushback. Now, but did no. you get a thank you for making them a sandwich? No, no, I don't ever get thank <laughs> yous. So I have to request that. And I never got it. So the next one was I spread out the Nutella quite evenly, yeah. but it's still not cut up. Are you measuring? Is this a one spoon of Nutella? It's approximately one one uh, teaspoon of Nutella. Yeah. Uh, quite heaped. That's quite very, a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, in this sandwich, we have Nutella spread out, so it covers all the bread, but we still haven't cut up the sandwich into pieces. Shauna, have a couple of bites and tell me what you think. I love it. It's a hundred out of a hundred. A hundred out of a hundred. A hundred out of a million or a million out of a million? A million out of a million. A million out of a million. That's still 100%. Still a very high score. Now we're going to do Keelan again. Keelan, take some bites. It's a hundred out of... It's a million out of a million, million out of a million, million, million out of a million. All right. I, I think that still is a very high score. That's still 100%. 
Seems as though we can't get past 100%. The kids seem to love Nutella a lot. At this point, I'm like, okay, fine. All right, the next thing to test is the cutting up of the sandwich. Now, Uh, I never realized how important this was till I had kids. Yeah. But that can drive them mental. So, had had they been cut up at all before? No, these other two were were what we call a manwich. So, it was just solid bread, not cut up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the crusts on. Uh, with crusts on, yeah. yeah. Jeez, that's another variable. I just, I, there were so many I couldn't get. This would go for hours yeah, if I, I did bet. that. And your kids would be really full. <laughs> and they'd be on a sugar hive right <laughs> now. It is dangerous. So um, what I did was I spread it out. I kept it spread. Yeah. So I kept that variable. Uh, well, I get that now constant. And then I cut it into triangular pieces. Yeah. And this was the last thing I did. Two triangles like. or four triangles? Uh, it was four triangles. We oh, have right. big okay. triangles and we have little triangles. Yeah. Um, and I did, I think I did little triangles. So now we have a Nutella sandwich with Nutella spread out, but now we have it cut into triangles. Yeah. And Shauna, have a couple of bites and tell me what you think. This one is my favourite because it's the Nutella spread out and because it's cut in big triangles. So it's better than the other ones? Yes. Better than the other ones. This one scored, therefore, greater than 100%. Thank you, Shauna. Okay, so now it's Keelan's turn. We have again Nutella's sandwich with Nutella spread out evenly over the bread, but now it's cut into triangles. Keelan, have a bite and let me know what you think. It's you're out of zero. It's what? Zero out of zero. Zero out of zero. We have a point. Well, it's actually 100 out of 100 out of 104 and out of 400 out of 400 out of 400 million thousand. What? So let's assume that's 100%. I don't think we can. Well, I, I don't know what is that. what that is mathematically. I mean, zero and zero is technically infinite, isn't it? Anything divided by zero is going to be infinite, even well, if it's zero. Zero divided by anything is zero. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. It's infinitely zero. Yeah. So, but he changed his mind and then went to 100%. Okay. We'll call that. Yeah. So, I concluded. So, we seem to have some consistency amongst the taste. And I think the common element is Nutella itself. I almost predict that the bread is irrelevant. It is. It's 100,000% Nutella. I believe it is simply Nutella. Therefore, the greatest sandwich that can be created with Nutella is simply Nutella. Um, so that that was that was my conclusion. It was it was I used science to discover that that there is no perfect Nutella sandwich. Yeah. The perfect Nutella sandwich is not a Nutella sandwich. Yeah. It is Nutella, <laughs> which explains why my kids love more than anything sitting with spoons of Nutella and eating that. So that's what I discovered. So well that done. that that's me. That's me done for science. This I love it. I love I I love it. It's adorable. Thank you. And I even think you're adorable in it as oh, well. Oh, thank you. My goodness. <laughs> a lot of it. It's me, it's melting my heart. I can't oh, help lovely. it. Oh, Schmoopsy. Schmoopsy mopa two peeps. To poopa doopa loopies. Well, I wish you went last now, Chris. That was great. Yeah, thank that you. was really thank great. You. So back to science. <laughs> so similar to Andy's, but we already know the molecules which are responsible for nutrition, flavor, and satiation. Oh. All right. Okay. So we know uh, nutrition, so vitamins, etc. Yeah. We've got these molecules. You can buy them in, in pill form yeah. already. We know the, the molecules for flavor. So these so are just can... like small molecules that excite the taste buds. Yep. So the, the, yeah, the things in the, this is the 
umami flavor. This is the sour flavor. This is the etc. flavor. And then satiation, so fats and oils fill you up. So mm. we've got we know we know what these molecules are. Yep. We just currently eat them in the form of natural products, mm. which is a bit of a waste of time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, you put all this energy into growing something and hope that it makes the molecules that you bad want. for the environment, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah. yeah. So, really, ideally, we just want to be eating the molecules that matter. We don't want to be eating any fluff or any filler. So, right. Like, but isn't the fibers? very important for pooing because otherwise your toilet gets blocked up <laughs> ah, as we heard this evening yeah yeah we can add that as, we can add fiber in as well that's true yeah, yeah. Okay. nothing yeah. stopping some, that we just some add, pure fiber yeah pure, pure fiber. fiber just some well, yeah like fiber molecules fiber molecules yeah there you go. great uh there is a bit of a problem that making them in the lab is a bit expensive right so you, when you, if we were to make a sandwich out of these pure molecules, we kind of want it in a way that everything is maximized. So the way to maximize how something works in a chemical reaction is to have it at the highest possible surface area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with, I'm with thinking, you. so I'm making a sandwich out of layers of these things. So I make a layer for nutrition a layer for All right. uh, satiation and a layer for flavor, I can have a layer for fiber. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a layer of fiber top and bottom, kind Ooh, of like, like how a sandwich, sandwich. works. That's okay. your bread now. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. And so I'm ha- I want these all as mole- the, the molecules of choice in a high surface area wafer type of thing. So kind of- Like an aerated wafer sort of- Yeah, so the aerated aerogel. is- an aerogel, something like it's a very high surface area, so it'll kind of look like a, like if you take a cut out of a kitchen sponge. Okay. It's so, porous. Yeah. So it's Bruce. a, yeah. Mostly, also, oh, so there's no way for the flavor to hide. You put it on your tongue. <laughs> there's your tagline. <laughs> Eat our sandwiches. There's nowhere for the flavor to hide. That's not bad. I love it. That's not yeah. bad. Aren't we supposed to be disagreeing more? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's that's nothing a, wrong with it. That's this. actually a good that's idea. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like chemically, it's actually pretty hard to make things in a high surface area because like everything kind of wants to stack Stick. on top of each yeah. other. Uh, and so once you've got something stuck on top of another, another thing, you're, you're hiding half of the, the surface area. Yeah. So I used to do a project making very high surface area metal oxides. Mm. And so we were doing this to increase the rate of reactions in photocatalysis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we would do it using a soft templating technique. So um, I add a surfactant molecule with which has half of an aqueous phase and half of a non-aqueous phase. And then that goes into a, a, a solvent and that is known to kind of separate into very high surface area mixtures mm-hmm. of the two phases. And then we deliberately add some metal oxide precursor, which sits in the aqueous phase. Uh, we, we do a reaction to make that solid, the metal oxide go solid. And then we burn off the um, polymer that's responsible for the two phases. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you get a very high surface area metal oxide. Right. That otherwise wouldn't exist because you needed the polymer scaffold initially. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Got so ya. to make my very high surface area food molecules, um, I take my high surface area metal oxide. 
I'm going to use silica. Mm. I then dope in very small amounts of my um, mole- my food molecules. So we've got a very high surface area um, metal oxide. Add in a very small amount of this food molecules in liquid, and they will then coat the inside of this uh, metal oxide scaffold. So, say you start with your kitchen sponge again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You add mm-hmm. you you add something into it so that the kitchen sponge is coated with it, and then you've got a high surface area version of that second material. So it's another it's a second template. Mm-hmm. Next is the harder part is to remove the metal oxide and keep the um, the food molecules in that shape so that then right. they then have the inverse shape of the, the sponge. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, there's some chemistry that will affect inorganic materials but not organic materials. Nice. Mm. I can easily dissolve my... Silica shell, yep, by dipping it into hydrofluoric acid. Ooh, that's quite dangerous <laughs> and inedible. Well, you could eat it. Well, oh, as long as you rinse it out afterwards, trace amounts. It's a liquid. Okay. So, um, I have my silica shell covered in nutrition or satiation or flavor fiber. or fiber molecules. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It gets dipped into hydrofluoric acid. This the silica dissolves away. We gently take that out, keeping the shape, mm. perhaps rinse it once or twice in water or something like that to make sure there's no HF remaining. <laughs> it comes out and then I'm left with a uh, high surface area porous wafer of my yeah, of my satiation material and I build mm. these up layer by layer into a sandwich Yeah, and then I have the perfect sandwich with no... Where, flav- where flavors got nowhere to hide. Yes. Very good. So, is it necessary to like if you could make the the silica yep. something edible? Is there any need to remove it? Then, but then the silica is a solid thing that's stopping the interaction of the flavor molecule with my tongue. So, okay, all right. It's okay. kind of blocking yep. some of the surface area of the of my my food molecules. Okay, well answered. Yeah, mm. Fair enough. Very good. Sounds this. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Boysrom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. By the way, on iTunes, we've got seven five-star ratings. I saw that, actually. Thank you so much to everyone. Like our Facebook page, join in the forum. Animatonet. Animatonet. And... And leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because it really helps and you've been doing it. So thank you so much. Cameron, sponsor for the week. You were just listening to Published Perishable Podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Andrew Stapleton. Consulting. What's it called? Is that it? Yeah, I I don't even have a name for it. It's just called Andrew Stapleton, isn't it? AndrewStapleton.com.au Time to sponsor. Did I turn off my microphone? Can you see me talking? No. Good. I thought I'm turn off. Yeah, you're good. You're good. 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 Bye. (laughs) Final farewells. Bye. Bye. Bye.